0: All right. Good day, everybody. We're back at it. James and I in this guy. And uh, today on, on the episode, we're going to talk about the way of the superior man. Okay. So technically, I suppose you could say this is a part of our book club series. But basically, the, the reason that we thought it would be beneficial to really talk about this particular book is because there is a bit of an epidemic, believe it or not. Going on in our country, and no, it has nothing to do with the numbers one or nine. <laughs> it has to do with the divine, masculine and feminine. You see, over time, there has been this this inching right this 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 chasm that has grown ever wide between the what we'll call I'll call the natural propensity, the natural energies of men and women, and this book here by David Deida really was one of the first things to my knowledge to really address and talk about this topic decades ago, and effectively what he laid out was that living in this culture of the 50-50, where basically there's this idea that because in the past there have been discrepancies with how men and women have been treated, that the resolution to that is to make everything 50-50. And I think that that really stems from this misconception that fair means equal. And that's not really what it means. Uh, Equal does not mean the same either. Right? 9 plus 1 is 10. 12 minus 2 is 10. Both sides of those equations are different though. So anyhow, without getting too amorphous with the description (laughs) of all of this, uh, we thought it could be helpful to go through a couple passages in this, some selected excerpts to kind of just demonstrate some some thoughts, if nothing else, and then we can elaborate on those a little bit if that's all right with y'all. So, let me find these highlights. All right, boom. So, let's see.
1: While he's trying to find those, uh, for any man or woman listening to this, this is a great book to take a gander at, to listen in audio format or to get in your hand, use a highlighter, and read through. I know that the title is The Way of the Superior Man, but ladies if you read this, you might have a better understanding of uh, the way certain things should go. (laughs) And we'll leave it there for now.
0: Heck yeah. Okay. So this is a part of the introduction. This book is a guide for a specific kind of newly evolving man. This man is unabashedly masculine. He is purposeful, confident, and directed living his chosen way of life with deep integrity and humor, and he is sensitive, spontaneous, spiritually alive, with a heart commitment to discovering and living his deepest truth. This kind of man is totally turned on by the feminine. He loves to take his woman sexually, to ravish her, but not in some old-style macho fashion. Rather, he wants to ravish her with so much love she has vanished, they both vanish, in the fullness of loving itself. He's dedicated to incarnating love on this earth through his work and his sexuality, and he does so as a free man bound neither by outer convention nor inner cowardice. This newly evolving man is not a scared bully posturing like some King Kong in charge of the universe, nor is he a new age wimp all spineless, smiley, and starry-eyed. He has embraced both his inner masculine and feminine, and he no longer holds on to either of them. He doesn't need to be right all the time, nor does he need to be always safe, cooperative, and sharing like an androgynous Mr. Nice Guy. He simply lives from his deepest core, fearlessly giving his gifts, feeling through the fleeting moment into the openness of existence, totally committed to magnifying love. So, the reason this is such an important stage-setting moment is because... Historically, and even more currently, I feel there has been these ever-narrow boxes placed around people, right? This idea of toxic masculinity, right? Which perhaps is an overreaction to some of the overly patriarchal, bullying, King Kong type of energy that has existed and has steered a lot of things. We ain't denying that. Nope. But at no point in time should we then punish or chastise a balance of that masculine energy? Because there is always going to be a difference between it and feminine energy and what Davidita alludes to with this 50-50 split where you find this androgynous man. I know some people may take that a little bit triggering. That's cool if that's the case. You know, hey, either continue to listen and expand your viewpoints or hop off, sign off to the loo but basically this kind of just sets the stage for what I think is really the ideal balance of what masculine energy is. It's only toxic if it's on that King Kong shit, right? But too often what I have noticed is that this idea of the toxic masculinity has been leveraged to basically go out and snipe a bunch of people and cancel them even if what they're doing maybe isn't actually toxic masculinity. It maybe is just a difference of opinion that does not fall strictly in line with this 50-50 culture that isn't even really 50-50, but is more so like, all right, there was an imbalance in favor of the patriarchy. Now let's create a, a new imbalance in favor of the matriarchy. And once again, some people may disagree with this commentary being delivered at this very moment. That's all right. This is just my perspective, and what do I know? But when you then pair all these things with this cancer culture that we have, when you pair it with this instant gratification, gamification of life, of serious things like intimacy, like relationships with stuff like the tenders, the bumbles, you know, the the the, the hinges, all these different apps, right? I think hinge might be one for gay people.
1: No, that's Grinder. That's Grinder. Oh, okay. Hinge. Hinge is the app that I got kicked off of. <laughs> ah, okay. That, 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 that. But
0: basically, it seems to be that what has really happened as a result is we have people afraid to just be who they are. What you have as an example, men back in the day, you might go to work. There might be a coworker there. Maybe she has a particularly nice dress on that day or she did something new with her hair, and there's this natural propensity to just wanna say, hey, you look really beautiful today. That's a very nice dress. I love what you've done with your hair. It looks great. Back in the day, that was cool. You could do that. And that wasn't harassment. It's not cat calling, it's not whistling, it's not groping, it's not grabbing for the pussy, uninvited, right? But now, that same behavior can get somebody fired. Does get people fired. (laughs) Whereas before, how would there then, and even if this was platonic, somebody could tell you you look nice and they're not trying to fuck you.
1: Yeah, I mean, even though Steve Harvey says otherwise, men and women can be friends.
0: They can be friends (laughs) and they can admire the differences about each other, a man can have a friend that's a woman and appreciate her feminine energy and not want to start a family with her. And vice versa, a woman can appreciate the masculine aspects of her friends and not want to carry
1: his child. You know, not everything's, you know, primarily about procreating.
0: You feel me? <laughs> and I,
1: I've been talking a lot, but
0: I wanted to set it up for people. and I feel like I got us to really where the crux of this discussion is from my viewpoint of... People need to understand there are traits about women, typically, generally Mm -hmm. speaking, feminine traits, because you cannot be a woman to carry these traits as well, and vice versa about the masculine energies that are really being snuffed out if people are not careful about understanding there's always going to be some degree of tension. There's always going to be a push-pull, a counterbalancing force between masculine and feminine energies, and that's not something we should be afraid of, but it should be something we should lean into because ultimately there's a balance. That yin and yang is created in that mixing, in that interaction of the two energies. What say you, my brother?
1: I think it's, uh, I mean, in the push to... uh to snipe out um, toxic masculinity, some would say uh, you're leaving a lot of people kind of half and half out, lukewarm, as they say. Uh, and and being lu- two people being lukewarm really doesn't get you anywhere. Nice. Uh, will you will you go back to that when you find that highlighting? Will you go back and read the last two sentences? I got you. What was there? Because I think that. Uh, and I believe that those have to do with what I'm talking about. And If not, it's somewhere in that passage. But the this 50 50 nonsense, where you know, hey, we're just equality and equity over everything. Um, it it leaves us in a very in in a very peculiar situation uh, when it pertains to um, the energetic dance.
0: Yeah, maybe one could say. Yeah, for sure. So that 50 50 statement, he basically lays it out here. Says. Uh, this 50 50 stage is only a second and intermediate stage of growth for men and women, not an endpoint. Side effect of this trend tend towards sexual similarity, can be seen as a major cause of today's unhappiness and intimacy. The trend toward 50 50 has resulted in economic and social equality, but in sexual neutrality. Sexual attraction is based on sexual polarity, which is the force of passion that arcs between masculine and feminine poles. All natural forces flow between two poles. In the same way, masculine and feminine poles between people create the flow of sexual feeling. This is sexual polarity. This force of attraction which flows between the two different poles of masculine and feminine is the dynamism that often disappears in modern relationships. If you want real passion, you need a ravisher and a ravishy.
1: So that is actually kind of where more, more in the direction that I was going. if you, we've got a big problem with intimacy. Uh, you can look at uh, a lot of things, and I think that you know here we're talking about not leaning into the masculine, or not leaning into the to the feminine. But you can also look at a couple of ancillary things and things that we partake in day in day out that dampen both energies. And one of them is porn. Uh, porn is something that can be hard to ethically consume because you do not know the individuals on the other side of the camera, what they have been put through to get there. There are individuals in relationships that with their partner do partake in the consumption of porn. I don't say that that is something that you shouldn't do, should do, should avoid, should always do, what have you. Different flavor of the month for everybody, whatever. But that being said, as it pertains to the ravishing, the ravisher and the ravishee, ah, we wonder why men have ED, right?
0: <laughs> we
1: wonder why men um, care about their orgasm, but could give a damn if a woman gets hers. We wonder why we're desensitized and have no desire to fulfill the needs of somebody else. And there's a lot of things that are desensitizing us like porn, but also we're taking in the programming from everyone that's saying that being masculine is toxic. Well, if you're going to cancel toxic masculinity, which is defined broadly by a lot of people as just being masculine, it's misdefined and misaligned Mm -hmm. with what that actually would mean, then to be masculine, especially in a sexual interaction with a romantic partner, you would be being toxic. So... You'd rather just stay behind the spank bank on Pornhub and uh, not ravish anybody, but then you lose intimacy. If you play in theory land in anything, you will not have experience. If you do not try to serve the needs of your partner, and you can do that by ravishing consensually, but ravishing that partner, if you don't try, well, you're sure as hell never going to hit it. You're sure as hell never going to get to a place where your masculine energy can serve your partner's feminine energy, can be the yin and yang. Because being 50-50, being half dom, half sub, ain't going to cut it. You're going to have to pick a side. And even if you flip-flop, you're going to have to go to the poles. because two people at the opposite poles coming together are whole. Two people chilling in the middle aren't going to get you there. So it's interesting that we see, we love to, oh, well, you know, (laughs) sex is about me and and da-da-da-da-da. Well, sex has to do with intimacy and intimacy has to do with connection and connection cannot quite be established if you're involved with feminine energy and you're acting feminine. I don't see see how if you push yourself closer to where their energetic uh, tendencies are, why would, there, why would there be a level of attraction? Why would there be a level of desire for sexual intimacy? Why would there be a level for intimacy, a desire for intimacy, clothed, unclothed, anything? Why sure. would there be? It doesn't make any sense. But then we just place blame on somebody else instead of looking at ourselves. Yeah. And I have gone tangential here. No, um, no, 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 no. But no. Is it is interesting to me, and we wonder, we just wonder, why are our relationships not Fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think relationships are for fulfillment, but you can have fulfilling parts of your relationship. And together that bond can bring you joy, can you know, I don't think it's destination happiness, but it can bring you something that is beneficial to not only procreation, but to your life in general. If you're both lukewarm, the water's gonna be lukewarm. Right. And if you continue to be lukewarm, at some time it's gonna be cold. And next thing you know, everyone's gonna be shriveled up and you're not gonna be able to do anything anyways. <laughs> and so this book is it is something that everyone needs to read. I get a little fired up and no, this is good. get a little get a little now this is good because- Running left and right here because- You gotta
0: bring it back to something that I think is gonna help more people directly. So let's keep this thread running because it's like, it's so much game in this. And, and and we've done this one time before and and the technology gods did not have favor on us that day and we Agent lost the recording. But, uh, <laughs> so it was trying to get back in that pocket. But thank you for getting us back there because ultimately, I don't think anyone can deny that if they're in a relationship, the goal, the desire is to have a fulfilling Relationship, a fruitful relationship. And whether it's a heterosexual couple, whether it's a a homosexual couple, whether it's a gender non defined, all all these other options something that we don't understand, well, whatever. It doesn't matter there always needs to be some degree of polarity to maintain the heights of passion. Because to, 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 to the point that you were getting at, this 50-50 implicit kind of ubiquitous assimilation to like, oh, you need to downplay your masculine traits. You know, it's like, and, and this is stemmed, everybody's situation is different, but if a woman has had to take care of herself, if she is an executive in a business, it, all these different things are going to heighten her a ratio of masculine energy, right? And there are times where it's good step into that masculine energy, but in the context of intimacy with a partner, a decision has to be made. If the woman or the person who carries more of that feminine energy is not fully in that, and they want to lean more to that masculine, well, there can only be so much masculine energy in that environment. And so, the 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 male, we're gonna assume, right? We're, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna use heterosexual examples. Goddamn it! So, if, <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, I'm doing the biggest assimilation. I make everybody feel welcome and shit. Goddamn it! We talk about heterosexual relationships. Apply it to your situation. So the male is going to be crowded out by Mm -hmm. the woman's masculine energy. And so naturally, all that's left for him is the residual of his own masculine energy and what is left of the feminine that she does not want to carry and vice versa. But to your point, the relationships require a degree of trust because even if a woman is C-level CEO of the biggest company on planet Earth, if she does not feel comfortable, just for lack of a better term, uh, uh uh not retreating but to allow herself to be open allow herself to be vulnerable as that feminine energy and uh, the, the rava and let that masculine step in there is going to be a, a a conflict in that interaction and the male needs to feel comfortable knowing that you feel safe and you feel okay allowing him to steer that relation that 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 interaction Mm -hmm. sexually and intimately because I think that's where you get people who are only worried about themselves because for years, man, even before I started having penetrative sex, my worry was, damn, what if I don't get her off? That literally was my focus, was like, okay, I know I'll be able to come. That's not going to be a problem, right? Like, thankfully, you know what I'm saying? That's not a problem for me, right? (laughs) So the focus then became, what do I need to do to Mm -hmm. get her to that destination? And so it became, for me, I became most aroused by arousing the partner, by getting Mm -hmm. them there. And that I recognized and I didn't realize that wasn't how every other dude was thinking.
1: I'm most people, Yeah, most people out here are like, what?
0: I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I come from an athletic background, you know, and in football, on the defense, you try to stop them from scoring. On the offense, you got to put points on the board. And so in my mind, the game of sex and intimacy, the way you got points on the board was the number of times she felt pleasure, she felt ecstasy, she came. So if I'm not doing that, I, I'm not scoring points. And I'm a nigga out here trying to win because I lost a lot of games of football. You feel me? So... If people aren't going into it with that focus and dedication, and in my opinion, sure, you know, a woman should be down to please her man, Mm -hmm. but to me, the responsibility on that whole interaction, really playing out where both people leave satisfied, Mm -hmm. is in the hands of the ravisher, because in my experience, right, you set the pace, and that pace will be met, right, if you're dealing with somebody who is comfortable in her own feminine energy, right? So if you come in and you, you kick things off with that kind of cat and mouse chase, you get a little bit of the foreplay in the game. These are all things that stoke that fire, right? But ultimately somebody has to lead. Somebody has to set tempo, right? You can't have two people trying to steer the ship or you might just be fighting the wheel and stay dead center, not going anywhere. So understand that it's cool to be in those roles, and it still means that everybody can maintain their sovereignty and their power, and all of these things. You know, you don't have to resign as the CEO, and you know, you can still do the dishes, my guy. But understand, there are certain moments in time
1: where there has to be a concession somewhere, somewhere, I mean, and it, it can be a, a it can be. Spoken communication, unspoken communication, it can be body language, it can be a lot of things, but there's got to, something will come to pass where somebody's got to give for that to be a heightened <laughs> experience, you know? Yeah. If, if it's all, uh, no, I'm in charge, no, I'm in charge, no, I'm running this, no, I'm running then this. Then that's tension. And it's a lot, I mean, that tension will build to conflict and that conflict will probably piss everybody off.
0: And literally, physiologically, I meant very literally, there is a tension. And for all of y'all who are, you know, if you're listening, I'm assuming you are of, you know, consensual sexual age, tension is not very good for sexual interaction, right? You can only go so deep with there being tension. So uh, I think in, in, in summation, people need to understand if they felt any type of lukewarmness in their sexual interactions, in their relationships, do things that can stoke those natural properties in both of you right? So beauty is typically a feminine trait, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But strength, the humor, right? Uh, that's a more masculine trait, but playfulness is something that can be shared by both parties. And so each individual relationship, if you're listening to this and you feel like there is some of that sexual neutrality in your relationship and you think you'd be better served, both participants in the relationship will be best served with reestablishing some of that polarity to heighten the passion, Find things that work for y'all together and individually to help reestablish that balance within self. You know, something really simple for men, if you don't work out, that will do a lot even just for physiologically raising your testosterone levels, right? Um, conflict is good. Just is good. You know what I mean? Competition is what I meant. Not necessarily conflict. Competition can do a lot for that, you know? Uh, but on the other side of it, as far as, you know, the feminine energy, do things that make you feel beautiful. Do things that can make you feel graceful. You know what I mean? Do things that can make you feel admired. There's a reason that women, even women who don't really wear makeup day to day, There are always going to be some occasion where they want to put on their best, put makeup on because they know that there's a radiance that it can be heightened by taking these steps and feeling desired is something that is a natural feminine trait. It attracts the attention of men. And so what do men have to do to go try to win in in, in that competition of that attention for this woman? You have to compete with the other men, right? So there's a lot of different things that one can do to cultivate that energy. But one of the things that can absolutely kill that is an addiction to unhealthy things like pornography, addiction to unrealistic standards, to trying to hold your partner to something that they're not comfortable with, so the communication has to be A1. Talk to your partner. If you're not comfortable expressing your likes, your dislikes, your wants, Mm. how do you expect this person to ever satisfy that. How do you expect to ever grow deeper and deeper in that intimacy if you're not even comfortable having the conversation about, you know, what you want to see happen in the bedroom or outside of it for that matter? So... You know, I foresee that we're going to need to update our uh, relationship series and and maybe get a little bit more granular for these folks, dog, cuz 30 minutes goes by quick when you really drop a game.
1: For sure, and I think that uh, <laughs> we're probably going to I mean, for this for this iteration of breaking down way of Superior Man, I mean, we're probably going to uh, wrap up around there, but it look, don't take our word for it. The uh, the book is something you need to dive into. The book is also something that if you have the capability to um, Read it yourself, and then your partner also read it without you pushing it on your partner, and then maybe y'all enjoy the book together. I mean, there's there's something to be said for um, going down that path together. However, make sure that everyone's voluntarily subscribing to doing that, and you're not forcing it upon someone, because that goes back to what we were just talking about, communication. Communication is massively lacking in relationships today, in all types of relationships, not just romantic relationships, but it rears its ugly head the most quicker because of the level of intimacy that romantic relationships require, especially in sexual interactions. Yeah. So, I mean, we're scratching the surface of this book right now. Uh, yeah. But there, I mean, <laughs> the we felt it, yeah, we, <laughs> I know. We uh, we felt it prudent to go down that path and uh, we will definitely be bringing it back up. Um, it is something that we re-reference in probably both of our lives. Yeah. More than a time or two a month, so uh, thank y'all for being here. I uh, Greatly appreciate that. Um, any lasting words? Any?
0: Uh... Um. Yeah. Just maybe um, we might have to throw an explicit disclaimer on the front it but we never do that. So fuck that. We're not finna do that. But in all seriousness, thank y'all for uh, for tuning in and, and and listening. And this is all just with the goal and and hope and desire to bring something to your attention that maybe hasn't been there that could be beneficial in uh, improving your relationships and your interactions with others. So yeah, man, thank you. And uh, just know this was a passionate episode because we're talking about the core of being humans.
1: Getting a little fired up. Uh, all snippets and all video format can be found on YouTube. Uh, some of them are on LinkedIn, Facebook, but everything can be found on our 8020 YouTube and on our personal socials. So if you've been here from the jump, thank you. If you're new here, thank you. Uh, we're, we greatly appreciate you being here and uh, we will see you next episode. Thank you. Peace.